Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, who in 2004 directed two episodes of the television show The Days, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Tell me about that show. I don't even remember the that show. Days. Yeah. What so was that? it was uh, ABC. What was it? 2004, you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. You did so two episodes. 2004, um, ABC was like the bottom of the ratings. They had no ah. hits on. They had nothing. Lost hadn't premiered. Desperate mm-hmm. Housewives hadn't premiered. They just didn't have any hits. Yeah, they were hurting. They were hurting. They were mm-hmm. the lowest rated network. And they came up with this plan to partner with advertisers and basically produce shows that the advertisers would own and produce, and they'd air them in the summer. So they'd give the advertisers, instead of of selling ad time directly to them, they'd just give them an hour on the network and they could do whatever they wanted. They just had to provide free content for ABC. It was literally like, what do we do when we have really bad ratings and no hits? And so this show that the advertisers basically produced, it was a conglomerate of ad buyers called, was it Unilever or I can't remember the name of it. And they bought the nine o'clock hour on Sunday night or whatever it was, you know, not a great hour. ABC gave it to them for a price. And then they produced a show called The Days. Oh, wow. And it was, I think, six episodes. It was a summer short series, six or eight episodes. I can't even remember. Yeah. And they were going straight to series, no pilot, super low budget. And yeah, they they made the show. But it was awesome. It was uh, about a family called The Days. And they just had all this wacky stuff happen to them in the first episode. And then they're sort of dealing like, you know, the mother who's been raising kids decides she wants a career goes, gets a job. And on the first day of work sees her ex is a coworker of hers. And the (laughs) husband who's worked all his life decides to quit his job because the wife's going back to work. Mm. But then something happened to him. He quits his job. And then the oldest daughter realizes she's, pregnant and still in high school like Mm. and the youngest kid has panic attack and i don't know it was just all this you know yeah high stakes things happen drama 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 drama. everybody's dealing with it yeah but it was it was kind of comedic it was like Mm. the whole tone of it was kind of comedic and anyway it was fun it was really so you enjoyed your experience on it yeah we had some great first time actors laura ramsey I think was the teenage girl. She went on to do some big stuff. Evan Peters, his very first job. So Evan Peters just, I think, won an Emmy or something for, oh. for or a Golden Globe for um, that murderer, the the cannibal story. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um, Evan Peters was phenomenal in it, mm. but he his very first job was The Days. So we got that's, to work. So that's him. where you directed him. Yeah. It was oh, on The okay. Days. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I that thought was, the days was, was the days. got it. I thought it referred to as in the days of the week, but the day, the days is the family name. That was, yeah, their last that was name. their last name. Yeah. And it was, 
And I think Evan Peters as the middle child or the, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the emo kind of kid. Right. He was, he was the narrator of the show. Oh, like, okay. He sort of said, my yeah. family is kind of, it was like, it was almost like the wonder, wonder years. Wonder years. Yeah. The totally <laughs> dysfunctional format, family. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was that. With the voiceover. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for, you know, filling in the blanks for me there. I had no clue. When I saw that credit, I said, who, huh, what? And now it I'm was never- a very unusual network show that wasn't Definitely. really a network show. And then mm-hmm. that was the summer before Lost and Desperate Housewives and Grey's Anatomy all premiered that year. And then Which... ABC was like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> but we had had good ratings. And oh, when wow. we finished the days, there was an expectation that we would do more the next summer. But ABC Didn't happen. Yeah. took off and they're like nope we're not giving away our ad time anymore we're it's yeah. valuable now so yeah the days anyway. got kiboshed okay yeah. all right well thank you for sharing that with us yeah and let us talk about this week's episode okay let's do what is it it's critical care let's go watch this show we'll be right back with our recap and discussion of critical care for our Thumbs. patreon patrons Sounds like it's, a medical show. Is it a medical? It, it does sound. Did like we a just medical go show. from a sci-fi show I, to a medical show? I, I think we did. Okay, I think we did. So we'll be right back with a recap discussion of critical care for critical our care. for our Patreon patrons. Please stay tuned for your bonus material. All right, we are back from watching Critical Care. Yes, I don't remember seeing this episode at all. This is my first time seeing this episode. Definitely my first time seeing it. And I'm shocked because remember in the beginning I said, I saw all of them. I saw yeah. every single one, Robbie. I watched them all. No, I didn't watch mm-hmm. this one. And it's funny because I actually enjoyed this episode and maybe it broke the rules. Like we didn't see seven until the very last scene, right? I am so happy you said that. Oh, really? I'm, yes. Do you, you know why? Why? Because... Of because the director, I felt that you were going to come be critical of him. Well, so I I can I, start breaking this well, down. No, no, no. no, I did. <laughs> no, no, did no, no, let's get, la- no, no. But as an not, overall any... experience, yes, as an overall experience, I actually kind of enjoyed this one. I thought the actors that, were good. Our guest stars were really good. I agree, and your words are warming my heart right now. <laughs> they they really are. I'm very surprised, um, and I'm very yeah. happy to hear you say that because the overall experience. Was a good one. Was a good one. Yes. It's not. It's not in my top ten episodes. No, of this no, show, no. But, but I'm going to say it's a good episode. I enjoyed it. Episode. I was entertained yeah. by it. And I'd never stars, seen it. Right. No. And the guest stars pulled out all the stops. They didn't mm-hmm. phone it in. You know, everyone no. was doing a really great job. And the other thing, I had no idea John Kassir was in this. Oh, I had yeah. no clue that he was. And I've known John for eons because i never saw this episode and yeah. because i didn't work when he worked clearly no uh, we didn't I, work yeah with so i had no clue actors. john was even here and i, I i'm yeah. you know i'm a huge fan of john kassir definitely well um, let's uh let's, let's talk about stuff here. let's first do our poetry synopsis want to go that route okay yeah this I'm is so our, excited I, I thought we would jump right into guest stars but this okay. is our brand we are a creative poetic couple you and i we are here we go okay. my my haiku for yes. critical care. Yes. And I'm I'm happy that you called us a couple in a strange, <laughs> bizarre, kind of weird yeah. way. Yeah. Um, here we go. My haiku for critical care. EMH stolen. The doctor bonds with R12. Ethics conundrum. 
Ooh, wow. Yeah, I nice. got a really poetry. Yeah, poet, you poetic did. on that one. Yeah. And you got it all in there. I got okay, here we go. Yeah. Here we Let's go with it. our limerick. Limerick synopsis for critical care goes a little something like this. Very excited. Doc's mobile emitter is stolen based on a falsehood. He learns medical ethics are not easily understood. Tuvok is Janeway's man. Doc comes up with a clever plan that sometimes you must break the rules for the greater good. Very nice. <laughs> I had to get Tuvok was Janeway's man because yes. because that moment that, that oh. took I'm sorry that took the cake. It that took the, that was the best moment in this entire episode. It was clearly so watching Kate grab Tim Russ's hold his hand. Say, Here's my man, and mm-hmm. keep holding it, and kept holding it, and that I'm sure that's probably your great. yeah. I it yeah. was a highlight for this episode. It, it truly was. Thank you um, for that. All right, we have a ton of guest stars. I'm going to go through yeah. go our credits, and mm-hmm. I'm going to give really quickly their first job because we could spend a whole episode yes. just on our guest stars, but yes. we can't. Okay. Teleplay by James Kahn. James Kahn actually wrote like four. He Star has. Do you remember him meeting him? Nope. Do not at all. But because James... I think I asked you that question and you, you said, I think this is an outside, right? Uh, outside assignment or something like that. Yeah. Right. But this guy was there clearly. He was there the last season, I think, but he yeah. only wrote, I, I don't remember what else he wrote. Okay, anyway, anyway, he wrote this. Yeah. His specialty as a writer, he was a medical specialist, started oh. his very first job, was on St. Elsewhere, the hospital oh my series back in 1984. Forgot about uh, James Kahn wrote this teleplay for this. The story was by Bob Doherty and Ken Biller, okay. who we know well. So yes. they'd come up with a story. James was assigned to write it. Uh, the director is Terry Wendell. Yeah. We've talked about Terry before. I almost guessed him. I almost really, did. yes, I really came close. To I didn't realize that. he directed so many. I think he directed like he four. Directed, well, <laughs> maybe more. It's going to be just like your thought of uh, of uh, Colby not coming back later, and he keeps coming back. So yeah. this is like a Wendell Terry Wendell, Wendell Colby connection for you. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Okay, but you did it, guess. Um, you got. Did you guess Biller? I did. Yeah, so you got that right. Yeah, and Doherty. No, wait, no, I said Brian Fuller, didn't I? Oh, you did. That's right. Yeah. Dang no, it. I was wrong okay. all around. But Doherty, one of my favorite writers, he's there. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy mm-hmm. for that. Okay. Here we go with our guest stars. I'm going to bang through them real quick because there's a ton of them. John Kassir as Gar. He was the traitor. His first job, first time on television was in 1984 on the competitive talent show Star Search. He beat Sinbad, the comic. What? Star Search. That was his first gig. I, I used to watch that religiously. Wait a minute. He beat Sinbad. Yes, he I did. I completely forgot he was he was yeah. doing stand-up comedy. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. He was in the stand-up comedy section. Oh my God. So funny, huh? Yeah. All right. Banging through these guest stars. Greg yeah. Itson. Greg Itson plays Dysick, the uh blue level surgeon. Yeah. Greg Itson passed away just in July. Oh. 74 years old he was very good friends with bob picardo i just want to you know take a moment about greg itson because greg itson was an awesome actor good friends with picardo Mm -hmm. i went with bob to see him in a play one time um that's a sad great man and very sad yeah Mm. he got some kind of infection from a surgery that happened he was oh so this was this was a untimely and not meant to happen thing. Yeah, that, just oh happened in this past July in 2022. So 
sad to not have Greg Edson around because he's he was such a talented actor. His first job was a miniseries called Backstairs at the White House. And he played a White House tour guide. It was, I think, eight episodes behind the scenes of people that work at the White House. So it that was sounds like a great the show. Lower, the lower, the lower decks, decks of the of uh, White House dramas. Yeah. Wow! And that was Greg Edson's first appearance <laughs> on film that I'm aware of. I like okay, that. we had Paul Shearer playing Vosge. His first job, yeah, was and he was the Red Decks head Red doctor. Red Decks head doctor, yeah, Vosge. His very first job was 1988 on the Van Dyke Show, playing Eric. And Dang. I guess it was a sitcom, Dick Van Dyke and Dick his real, real yeah. life son, yeah, Matt Matthew something Van Dyke, I think was yeah. his name. They played a father and son, just like themselves in a sitcom. Oh, and Eric's first job was was that. So that wow. was Paul Shearer's first job was okay. as Eric. Um, then we have Tebis. <laughs> Tebis was the poor young man who oh. wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Dublin, Dublin James. His first That's job. His first name Dublin. Dublin James, yes. Wow. Yes, sir. First job, 1996, in the sitcom revival of Saved by the Bell called Saved by the Bell, The New Class. It was like the next generation of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Saved by the Bell, TNG. The okay. New Class, TNC. Like TNC, that's right, TNC. Okay. Okay. And then we also had Larry Drake playing Chellick, who yeah. was kind of the administrator guy. Very well known for L.A. Law. That was his big. I think he may have won an Emmy for that or something. Oh. And we have some co-stars. I'm just going to bang through these. Here we yep. go. Level Blue Nurse, the lady that got the medicine upstairs, Christi oh, yeah. Christina Chauncey. Christina Chauncey. Mm -hmm. Her first job, 1993, In the Heat of the Night, which was filmed outside of Atlanta. I remember that show. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was a good show. I like yeah. that Yeah. She was a local Atlanta uh, wannabe actor got in a show and then brought her out to LA her experience so. she's like your cousin yeah yeah <laughs> next is the med tech very uh kind of a small role early on uh in red with Vogue. I think so right yeah. yes yes okay. yeah med, med tech was Stephen O'Mahony uh -huh. O'Mahony yeah Stephen O'Mahony his first job was in 1999 a, a B movie called Murder Cycle murder cycle about a I bicycle like, that murders people so is I this think it was the, a motorcycle of, killer motorcycle. Oh, motorcycle okay i i i've envisioned like a 10 speed bike no. <laughs> murdering people no Bacardo's mountain bike murdering yes, people yeah, that's what i envisioned okay we have uh we have the husband on screen we we saw a few like kind of bits comedy yeah. bits right when we were on the bridge yeah the husband he was very funny to me yeah. Uh, his name is Jim O'Hare. He's from Chicago. His first job, 1993, The yeah. Untouchables, which was filmed the movie? in Chicago. No, the series. Oh, the the... series. Oh. After the movie, they made a TV series, short-lived, oh. filmed in Chicago. The movie Jim O'Hare. The movie yeah. was great. Okay. Next was the Alien Miner, also on the view screen. He was the first one they talked to. He was in the big makeup, the big white makeup. Um, the wait, which guy? The Alien Miner is what it's called in the credits. He's okay. He was on screen. The first one they talked to about, did you? Oh, that he wanted, guy. He wanted, yes, yes. he wanted his his uh, deuterium back or whatever. He right. wanted he wanted that back. Okay, Alien Miner, J uh, John Durbin. His first uh, film was a real low budget movie in 1983 <laughs> called Rock and Roll Hotel. 
<laughs> it was a musical about a, a battle of the bands in some rundown hotel. I would like to watch that. Sounds like a music video made into a movie. Into a movie. Yeah. Which is why I would like to watch that. 1983. Okay. okay. Next is The Wife, who was on screen, played oh, by God. Debbie A. Monahan. Uh, her first job, 1984, a TV series called First and Ten, which O.J. Okay. Simpson was on. It oh. was about a fictional football. Uh, professional football team, team. and yeah. behind the I, scenes. I remember that show. First and Ten. Mm -hmm. uh, Debbie A. Monahan. Um, then we have our last one is Kip, one of the aliens somewhere here. John Franklin was the actor, young actor, his first job. He's from England, I think, I think, but his first job was in 1984, the movie Children of the Corn. Oh, the horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Linda one of those kids? was in that. Yeah. He was one of the kids. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Linda was in that. He was like the kid. I think he was best known. Oh, for. okay. Yeah. Nice. There we go. I'm exhausted. It's a lot. It is a exhausting. lot of guest stars, a lot of first jobs, a lot of trivia. Yeah. But we did it. We did it. Yeah. Let's get into this story. Yeah. Jump into it. You go. Okay. So the first thing we see is a space flyby of an alien ship. Did you like and... that shot? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I did. I did too. I did very much. We see the alien ship fly by. It's approaching a stormy planet with lots of rundown buildings. There's lightning in the sky. And as it's approaching the city, I made a note. Yep. They clearly don't like windows on this planet because there's not a window in sight. <laughs> All these buildings of the city. And I'm like, where are the windows? You catch Anyways. the weirdest stuff, Robbie. I didn't see that at all. None no of the windows. Oh, my God. All right. But I, I was relieved when they had a night shot of this planet and you could see some windows lit up. I was like, there oh, thank go. God. They've got they, windows. You couldn't see them in the first shot. they only come on at nighttime? Maybe that's I, what it is. I think okay? so. It's so hot that they have to have no windows during the day and it just gets translucent at night. There you go. I think so. Yeah, but uh, we also see there's a floating building or it's a hospital it's like a yeah it's learn. a complex it's not yes. just like a little it's massive yeah very cool um okay so we go inside this hospital and the yeah. first thing i noticed here is wow it's mostly humans in here there's no alien makeup there's no i was like uh make makeup budget maybe problems <laughs> they all looked very human but uh we do see an alien walk in. Uh, we'll learn this is Gar. He walks yeah. in and he's scanned. He's uh, he's scanned, you mm. know, in a scanner. They say, lift your arms. And Gar, this alien, to me, my first thought was, it looks like Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. It has kind of the, yes. you know, kind of a Beast look on it. Mm -hmm. But it also has a mouth that looks like the Joker from Batman. It would like yeah. Yeah. And then my last thought about that makeup, I went, what is it? No, it's not the beast. It's not the Joker. It's, it is a character from the musical cats. That's what I realized. <laughs> That's why I was so traumatized by it. Cause everyone knows I hate the musical cats. You do. And that you Gar do. looks like he belongs in the musical uh, cats. Oh uh, yeah. He, I thought he was Nausicaan in the beginning, but he's mm -hmm. not. And no, then he's I cat. thought, He's, then I thought he kind of looks like the predator guy, but no, he's he's a cat. He's cat. Okay. That's he's why cat. I hated him because he's from the right musical the Cats. Bat. Right off the bat, I couldn't stand so him. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so there he goes in, and he uh, he comes up to um, one of the aliens who does have some alien makeup on. They were so random, the ones that had it and didn't. <laughs> yeah. Mostly they didn't. 
But he walks up to uh, who we learn is an admin- administrator named yes. Chellick. Yes. This is Larry Drake. And I was like, oh, my God, Drake. Yeah. Larry yeah. Drake is in this, the He's, administrator. He has a long resume, that Larry Drake. Yes. And uh, Larry Drake, a.k.a. Chellick, says, you know, I don't want your junk. You know, uh, I've gotten junk from you in the past. Don't yeah. want it. Yeah. And Gar's like, no, I got something. It is not junk. Yeah. And he pulls out the the doctor's a hollow mobile emitter, emitter. The mobile yeah. hollow emitter. Yeah. He activates it. The doctor pops in and is like, I think he says, please state the, the nature of the, the medical, medical emergency. Emergent. Yeah. He's like, what? And he's like, where have you taken me? <laughs> and we go out to our credits there. So he's stolen the mobile emitter. He we, uh, yeah, yeah, we know that that's uh, Doc's in trouble. Yeah. We come back from our credits. Doctor's demanding to go back on the ship. He's yeah. like, why did you kidnap me? He's not too concerned about being kidnapped, though. I felt like he was like, eh, you know, don't you know the rules of fair play? <laughs> kind of a. Yes. Yeah, he didn't care. Yes. Yeah, it did seem a little less. It did seem, I think there were a couple moments where I was like surprised that Bob Picardo didn't react bigger. This one, when he's first kidnapped, but he was playing it cool. I could buy that. The other yeah. is when uh, later on, spoiler alert, when Balana and Tuvok show up, yes. he seemed distracted. But I guess yeah, because he I, was tr- he was trying to save people. Doc is there. He demands to go back. Suddenly, there's an announcement. Lots of injured are coming in. There was an explosion in some mining facility. Mm-hmm. Gar basically says to the doctor that he can either, you know, uh, see, you know, treat the wounded patients, or he'll just dismantle his program and sell his subroutines one part at a time. Right. So the doctor goes over to help the first injured patient, ask yeah. for a hypospray. They hand him. Well, they didn't sp- even know what that was. Yeah, <laughs> they no. were like, a what? <laughs> they yeah. were confused. Yeah. Yeah. But he, you know, he's handed this primitive tool. It mm-hmm. looks painful. And he says something like this might hurt a little or something. Right. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole scene was shot handheld, by the way. Oh. Which is... Yeah, not unusual for us, but no. my first thought as I was watching the, this handheld photography and the way it was staged, I was like, "Oh, it's like ER. ER yeah. was kind of a hit back then. Yeah. It was a big yeah. hit." So I was like, "Oh, they're imitating ER," and it Which also totally totally worked. By the yeah, way, no, yeah, and and there is similar types of uh, energy and motion in the first Star Trek movie when there's a bunch of, you know, um, they're taking a lot of hits and explosions and there's a lot of medical people running around that same very, you know, kinetic type of um, mm-hmm. shot. So yes. All right. Are we out of this scene? We are. We okay. go to a, a space flyby uh, Voyager and we cut inside the hallway and there is Tom and Harry <laughs> walking around the corner in hockey uniforms. Futuristic uh, hockey very, uniforms. Let's, very let's just say that. Did you notice remember- the numbers? that we had no i didn't even look at that at all you were number seven i was number eight i don't want seven i'll take eight in chinese culture eight is lucky eight is lucky i know seven is what you do not want that's well that's why you had the bumps and bruises because you had the unlucky number i had the unlucky number i was sevening out basically so you had like uh, bruises on your face and I, ha- uh, I was walking with a limp. Did you see that? I had a uh, bit of a limp uh-huh. as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we looked good in those hockey uniforms. I do remember they were very hot because the material that they used it was like plastic really did, suits. Yeah, didn't breathe at all. It was like no. we were going to wear. It was almost like wearing a sweatsuit, you know, yeah. to lose weight or lose water uh, weight. 
yeah, those saunas, the plastic saunas. Yes, yes, like that's that. what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or that's how it was operating. There was no breathability yeah. to, to mm-hmm. those suits. Yeah. But we, uh, we discussed, you know, uh, heading to sick bay to get some treatment for our bumps and bruises. And Harry's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if we should go, you know, how yeah. he feels about our juvenile hollow programs. <laughs> right. And, uh, Tom goes, don't worry, I'll, I'll come up with something. And, <laughs> and so we go into sick bay and um I, I i throw you under the bus i'm like you throw me him, under the you, tell him tom yeah. you tell him <laughs> i i actually liked this little exchange because it, it, it was great it was a you good could one. see like i was looking down like trying to think of a story yes. even from the moment we came in I, yeah there's a and, lot of layers that we put into this i, I was yeah. proud of you and i was proud of myself in this scene i really yeah, it was, was. I it was a it nice was little scene very nice yes but uh i tell the doctor that you know we were running very serious invasion <laughs> scenarios you yes. know practicing right you know for for our jobs i wanted to make it sound like that and then right. he just acts weird he's like please state the nature of the medical emergency. he says it again yeah yeah and we're like are you okay <laughs> and uh he says he says take an analgesic and return to sick bay uh, return yeah, he's not even hours. responding to you it's on a, it, the program's on a loop and it's not him so no. but it's but our reaction was it it made the scene at the end too yeah it was we good. like what the yeah good it was nice we go off of his uh, malfunctioning into the yeah. briefing room and balana says that uh that this is a replicated fake this yeah. is not the real doctor's program mm-hmm. that the real doctor is missing and um janeway wants to know how did gar uh, take him how did this happen she's pissed in fact she even tosses the mo- mobile emitter did you like that tent. move? You like that blocking move of her tossing it? Because I, I thought know. it was very uncharacteristic. Like, why would Janeway even do that? Like, it, well, it, that, junk, that stood right? out to me. It is junk, but I would have just still said, this is useless. And I would have put it down. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. thrown it in anger. I don't know. Maybe that's her way of like um, just dealing and coping, I suppose. Well, she's she's kind of pissed. She takes it yeah. out on Tuvok a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Neelix jumps in and says, no, no, no. Maybe it was me. Right. I uh, I was trying to you know impress him with some some good food and my cooking and he may have gotten food poisoning. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah. Neelix thinks that you know that could have been the problem that the food poisoning led him to the doctor and then the doctor was so great that that's that's how he discovered the doctor and yeah. So Neelix feels responsible and right. um, and that really then, really doesn't come out until the next scene in the corridor. I mean that you know what i'm saying i mean he yeah. talks about um how gar was in sick bay and he, mm-hmm. he might have got food poisoning but he doesn't really say like hey this is yeah. the whole he goes a he, bit later. Yeah, yeah he goes out they go out in the hallway and neelix is yeah. walking with janeway her. next yeah. and oh and before that happens janeway does say scan for his ion trail so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna find this person and mm-hmm. um you know get to the bottom of this yeah we're trying to find this guy gar, gar. the guy from cats yeah, Neelix and Janeway go out in the hall. Neelix continues to, you know, feels guilty. Yeah. I like when she says at the end of the scene, she says something like, I'm sure when the opportunity arises that you'll make the most of it. Yes, I did like that too. I knew as soon as she moment. said that, Neelix was going to do something later that was, uh-huh. it was like, you knew. so obvious to yes, me. Yes, you knew. Yeah, he feels bad. So he'll he'll have a callback later where he comes to the rescue or helps in some way. Yeah. Then we go to a, another planet shot. The floating hospital is there. Mm-hmm. The doctor is talking to Vosges, I think. Yes. They're in the red level at this point. Yes, so. down in the red level. Yeah. 
Voj is super, super impressed with the doctor. He's like, mm-hmm. wow, that's the most impressive cortical bypass that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, well, it's just the basic skills. And Voj is like, well, if I had those basic skills, they would move me up to level blue. And then that's when you start thinking, what the heck's level blue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it's all he, color coordinated. It's a, sort of like the ranks of Star Trek. Yeah. Right? They're in the red level right now. Doctor mm-hmm. and the doctor does mention their low on supplies. And yes. uh, he says something like, you know, maybe we can get more supplies from Voyager if you tie your allocator computer in, into the Voyager computer. So he's trying to, you know, connect with Voyager, get back yeah. in communication with them here a little bit. But we learned that this is a very bureaucratic place because I think uh, Vogue says something like, well, you've got to fill out forms. There's triplicate forms. Mm-hmm. And so we sort of established that this allocator thing is running. Yeah, it's, the just show performing, it's performing millions of calculations probably yeah. per second and then saying, okay, so this is what has to happen now. Well, the so, doctor yes. even says something like, oh, let me talk to him or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just says, like, oh, it's no, not it's, him. Yeah, it's not, computer. It's not, you, you can't talk to him. It's our main computer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So that we learn that this allocator thing is, is kind of running the show. And uh, that's when we meet, I think, um, Tevis, right? Yeah, because there's an old guy that's coughing, right? There's a, there's mm-hmm. a background actor that's going, <clears throat> and then the doctor says, like, why hasn't this patient been treated yet? And that's when mm-hmm. Tevis goes, well, he's waiting for proton imaging, and there are a lot of people in front of him. And so that's when the doctor's like, oh, it's nice to see someone knows what's going on. Like, Tevis kind of knows the dialogue and, and the vocabulary of medicine in a way. Right? Well, because so, we learn that he's an aspiring doctor. Exactly. He, he we learn wants that later. to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. The doc wants to uh, give Vosh some more medicine, and he goes, oh, I don't have enough TC for more medicine. Right. We don't know what uh, the heck TC like, is at this point. Yeah. What is what is TC? So we do hear this term TC, which yes. we're going to learn is... Treatment coefficient? Treatment coefficient. Or is, it, exactly, is that correct? Something like that. Yeah. I think that's right. Oh my gosh. We learn that, but Chellick interrupts and yeah. tells the doctor that, you know what? He's negotiated with Gar yeah. and to acquire the program. And the doctor basically says, well, you can't force me. Right. Because um, Chellick says, come with me. And that's, yeah. And the doc basically says, I will not. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's when he talks about being illegally detained mm-hmm. um, and gets a little a little side quip in there or hasn't the rule of law reached this society yet. So that's his little dig at them. But yep. again, he's still very, very calm in the face of what's going on. I feel the doctor is. So doctor's very calm, but he's not really cooperating yet, but he's not resisting no. dramatically. He's just right. expecting he's going to be rescued. But Chellick says the allocator has decided that you need to go to level blue and the allocator is what, you know, decides what services are required how yeah. how our medicine is allocated all that mm-hmm. stuff so then and they go into don't they go to like a turbo lift kind of vibe yeah they go to a turbo lift but you know as the not as an audience member you're thinking okay so this must be where the worst cases are because yeah. he's so good he has to go to the blue level it must be mm-hmm. even even more tragic cases coming in yeah and the doctor's like think. oh i i assume level blue is your critical air right care area that's you right. know mm-hmm. yeah and chelic says something like well that's where we have to provide the best care yes <laughs> yeah. and then we get off and it's like a spa it is it's like it is basically a spa <laughs> yeah it's crazy. It's beautiful. And Chellick tells the doctor, now this is your you know, chief responsibility is to take care of these patients. They have a higher TC, he says, right. than anyone else. 
And that's when uh, Chellick says, explains that TC is a treatment coefficient. That's right. Coefficient, the, the allocator, the computer, the mm -hmm. artificial intelligence, yep. which is, by the way, just to pause about this, like talking about, to me, I was obsessed this week with this story in the news about Bing, Microsoft's artificial intelligence uh, oh, software. I didn't see it. What's happening? Well, they have changed their search engine or are in the process of changing it from kind of the, the kind of search engine that we know, which mm -hmm. is you put in a question, you get a bunch of links mm -hmm. with the sources of like, you can go see an yeah. article in the New York times, or you can see something on a whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bing and this artificial intelligence now is yeah. going to answer your your inquiry directly, but oh. it won't it won't give you the sources. It will it will give you the answer in in kind of a as if the computer is talking back to you. So it will scour the internet, pull out all the pieces, and decide how to communicate that back to you in just a simple summary, I guess. But the huh. danger there is. The artificial intelligence is choosing which sources are good. So it could choose a, fa a false source is essentially what it could do. You know, It's a fascinating game yeah. changer in terms of our, our interaction with the internet and how we interact with it and how things are edited or, yeah. you know, or, or, or um, what's the wow. word I'm looking for, like curated for us by yeah. artificial intelligence. And I, as I, I don't, as I don't I was, like that, Robbie. I don't, I don't know like that. I don't know how I feel about it. But this episode, the yeah. allocator, remind. I kept thinking of Bing of that, and this Microsoft Bing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, the allocator is choosing who gets to live and who gets to die. The allocator is deciding. Like, all the people are just—they're not questioning the allocator. There's no human empathy yeah. built into it. Or if yeah. there is, it's overridden by you know, the coefficient data. I don't know. It's crazy. I, I'm just so hesitant and I'm not a fan of what you just told me because I do feel like that's like the beginning of well, the Terminator my, movie. Linda Hamilton really is going to have to take out Skynet because of this, yeah. you know, so it's... Well, it's, Microsoft's got Bing and it's a game changer. Yikes. Now Google has announced that they're doing a similar thing. And it's called so something it's, else? It's Yeah, it's called something else. So everybody's... Uh, Apple's, I'm sure, going to have it built into their Safari browser. Like, it's just... This This will be the, the game-changing shift in the way that we search the internet. And Wow. Internet. It's going to okay. be big. Okay. And it's going to be called the allocator <laughs> okay is that google's just decision mm -hmm. it's possible wouldn't that be funny the programmers are star trek fans and they said okay we're going to call this allocator yeah could happen okay. yeah anyway where were we so yeah he finds out in... what the tra treatment coefficient is yeah mm -hmm. and it's all and it basically it's a it's a formula the more mm -hmm. important you are to society what whatever position you hold at, at uh your workplace mm -hmm. then you have a higher treatment coefficient which then entitles you to better um well not even better it entitles you to all the drugs that you need to get better to help mm -hmm. you all the medicine you need and this is the creme de la creme area that blue area that he enters into the medicine Everyone. all of that is kind of prioritized for these people because yeah, yeah. supposedly the allocator decides that they have more right. value value yeah which is horrible and by right. the way did you did you notice that this fancy pants sick bay that they're in looks a lot like our sick bay layout it is like the, our sick bay redressed basically is it really i think so you didn't think it was 
I didn't know, but it definitely looked a lot I, like our sick bay. Uh, that's what I thought immediately. So you think it's a whole nother set they built? I to think it's another art? set. Okay. I'll tell I'll tell you what I do think. Yeah. The red level is down uh, on the mess the mess hall set. Oh, that's redress they, then. Yes. That's a redress. Okay. The okay. mess hall set. Well, we have right. the mess hall on one side. Yes. In a hallway in the middle. And then yes. a kind and of a empty room right the empty that's room somebody's that looks quarters. like yeah yeah okay. we, we we build in quarters yeah, or different yeah. different things there you think, I think that's they, where it was that yeah one, they that took area? that big room okay yep. sure i'll buy that that's what i think yeah. anyway yeah this is where we meet uh Dysik, who yes. is the chief of medicine he says that uh that there used to be a dying race that there were ecological disasters here but uh, once the allocator was introduced uh, things started to turn around and they're trying to save their society, basically. So, and they also hired Chelik, another alien from a different race, to come and sort of be the manager in a way. You yeah, know, like he's, he's, the he's the guy that's going to, yeah, to make all these mm -hmm. decisions and, and help things move along. Yeah. yeah. We go to space. We see a flyby of Voyager at this point. And on the bridge, we drop out of warp. We find that there's just a probe on screen yeah we we follow the end of the ion trail and mm -hmm. guess what there's no ship it's just no. a little beacon sitting there yeah yeah and uh tuvok suggests that when gar traded them the iridium uh, ore mm -hmm. it has a brief half-life and so he can't be far basically too right says like yeah. uh the iridium ore only has a, a, a three, two light year or three light year half-life or something, mm -hmm. a brief half-life. And uh, so he's got to be within a radius of three years, basically, is what right. Tuvok suggests. Right. Janeway Jan um, asked for scans, long-range scans. Kim co Kim comes up with two planets, no atmosphere or tech, T-class mm -hmm. nebula. And uh, here, oh, here's something, an asteroid with approximately 200 humanoid life signs, subterranean structures. Mm -hmm. And Chakotay says that sounds like a mining operation. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tupac says, well, you know, Gar acquired the ir iridium. Uh, mm -hmm. If that's where he got the iridium from, well, they may be able to help us find him. So mm -hmm. we head on out. She asked Tom to head over to this uh, mining operation that uh, we found on the long range scans. We head out for this asteroid. We have a little space flyby with a moon planet that looked mm -hmm. kind of cool there. Yeah. And then we come back on the bridge, a little time cut, and they're arriving at this planet, mm -hmm. this mining planet. And they're hailed. Asteroid, not a planet. Or, or asteroid. yeah, asteroid. Yeah. And they're hailed by a very angry alien. Uh, <laughs> very angry. Did you like his makeup? <laughs> yes or no? Yeah, okay, I good. did like his yeah. makeup. All right, I good. did like it. And they ask about the guy that they traded with Gar. And he says, you mean thief? Yeah. He's not a traitor. He's a thief. <laughs> they stole my iridium. And uh, she agrees to give it back, which will only be about half the amount that Gar stole. If he in return can tell her where the induction units uh, that he also stole came from. Right. He says that it was a planetoid called Velos, I think. Mm -hmm. And I That's love right. Kate's reaction in this whole storyline. She just seems exhausted by everyone. She's like constantly <laughs> going big sides and her hands are going in her head and her eyes are rolling. I I loved her performance. I, I think she did a great job in this episode. It was very I, funny. I, yeah. It was it was kind of like it was kind of like the doctor had the dramatic story and the rest of us were on this like clue mission of comedy. Yes. You know. It was just. But uh, that's what made this. That's what made this episode great, though. I yeah. think a good one because of the weird 
thing yes. happening, right? It was two separate episodes almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. So we come back to level blue, back where the doctor's being held. Dysik is there. The doctor uh, comments that Dysik has amazing surgical skills. They basically compliment each other. You know, Dysik says, well, you obviously had experience with cellular repair. So that's two doctors just, you just- know, gloating for each other you know giving each other praise and saying how wonderful Uh they are yes so we see that they're bonding a little bit which is going to pay off later there is a nurse who's requesting a a cytoglobin injection for patient b3 Mm -hmm. and the allocator approves it it's authorized and then that catches the doctor's um attention because he Mm -hmm. he knows that uh that is what you treat chromoviral infection from which is what Tebis has. And so he was like, well, what Tebis has down on the red yeah. level, but Dysic says, no, up here, we yeah. just uh, use it to prevent arterial aging. It's basically Botox, right? So you're trying yeah. to, it's, it's just, it's something and the doctor's that's for like, vanity the, purposes, right? Yeah. The doc, the doctor's like her arteries are in perfect health. Like yeah. she doesn't well, need this, doesn't but you got somebody this. downstairs that does need it. <laughs> right. And he says the boy on on the red level would die if he's untreated, and yet yeah. he's denied it. And here you're giving it to this person, you know, yeah. who doesn't need it. It's not critical. Yeah. Dysic basically defers. He says, you know, we're just following the allocator's protocols. Mm-hmm. And if Tebus's treatment coefficient rises, his TC rises, then he'll get this treatment as well. Right. Uh, but, he, you know, so they're kind of in a catch-22 down there because they're yeah. sick. Their treatment coefficient's never going to get better because they're sick. No. They're not going to accomplish more things. They're not going to raise that. No. So their their TC is going down when they need it most. Yes, agreed. Yeah. You know? uh, we go down to level red. This is where I made a note. This is definitely the set across from mess hall. <laughs> um, okay. Doctors looking at Tabas again. His te- his uh, condition has deteriorated even further. Yeah, Vosch says it's because his uh, coenzyme allotment has been reduced because his TC is low. So this is where that cash twenty two is catching up with him. Is mm-hmm. he's getting less valuable, so getting less medicine that he needs. Yeah, and um, doctor says, well, how can we raise it? Can't we just put in more data? Vosch doesn't like it. He says. Uh, you well, know. he tries it. He does try it in front of the EMH. And guess what? The mm-hmm. allocator just sort of denies it. It's like, nope, you can't verify that this patient is uh, an expert in neutronics or whatever, has right. knowledge of neutronics. So right. That's yeah, right. you Can can't I... fool the allocator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Tebus wakes up and he knows he's dying. Tebus yeah. knows that. Yeah. And uh, he, he even, you know, offers to give uh, the doctor a, a clean conscience here. He says, there's nothing you can do, doctor. Yeah. Don't, you know, thank you, but go, there's nothing. Go treat somebody else. Yeah. 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 Tebus says you're wasting your time, doctor. Yeah. You know, you could be spending with other patients. Mm-hmm. Tebus, I love Tebus. He's awesome, by the he way. What a good guy. Yes. And a good actor too. Yeah. But he says, yeah. it's not your fault. There's nothing yeah. you can do. And we go back up to the blue level. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's there. He goes to talk to the nurse. And he says to the nurse, about one of the blue patients, like, hey, why didn't that patient get the additional additional cytoglobin? And And she's like, wait, what? Additional? And he he goes, yes, if you look at her chart, you'll see I've increased her dosage. And uh, the nurse is like, well, the the other doctors didn't say anything. And Mm -hmm. uh, and the doctor's like, do you want me to tell them you're not doing your job? Sure, I'll 
Yeah. He's totally conning and scamming. You recognize this sort of pattern of dialogue? This happens in more than one episode where a character on Voyager will say, like, do you want me to tell your superior this? You you say that to the lackey, right? You know, and they're like afraid and they're like, oh, no, no, no. So this has happened before. But it's a nice move by the doctor. It is. It is. He goes up to where he knows he can get the medicine for Tevis. Yeah. He lies, cons cons the nurse into helping him get some medicine. And I loved at the end of this, he's, She's like, can I assist you? He goes, no, 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 I'll do it no. myself. You may go. She leaves. Yeah. And he pretends he to put it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a magician. He it does. Was like a, yes. He was David Copperfield. It was yes. uh, very uh, smooth. He kind smooth of flips, operator. flips yeah. it under his hand. It was I, think nice it, I think it was a really good move because that that's tough because people look at that and say, well, that's nothing. What did he do? Well, there's a lot of issues when you're dealing with props. You know, you can mm-hmm. mishandle it and it can fall out of your hand. But I don't know how many takes he did of that. Maybe he did it on the on the first time, but it it looks so it looks good. very good. Yes. I agree. Nice little detail. We go back to red level and he takes that medicine back to the red level, walks right past a bunch of other sick patients, yeah. goes right to Tebis, yeah. uh, gives him the shot. And I love this camera move. It pushed in to uh Bob Picardo's face in a mm. really tight, dramatic close-up yeah. that I thought was just really nice to see a variety of shots you know yeah uh, in this in this episode we go to a space shot voyager's flying over a planet we're on the bridge we're still following uh, gar's trail and this is where we meet kip who is on screen he is uh, <laughs> uh, a merchant on velos and uh he says he says that he convinced me to take the induction units on consignment. This was more than 10 days ago, and I haven't heard from him since. So Tuvok says, well, you you seem very experienced. Why would you even trust somebody like Gar? And Kip says, well, he he was highly recommended. And basically in this scene, we we realize that Tuvok is is on the on the trail, getting closer to, yeah. to Gar. Yeah. So first he talks to Kip. And the one thing about the scene when he's talking to Kip, Tuvok leaves his station and comes down to the middle of the bridge. Do you remember this? Yeah. And I know what they're trying to set up later, but it's like Tuvok never walks. Like he should have just already been there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. You don't just leave your station and sort of walk (laughs) down to the railing. Meander over to the railing. Meander over. They should have just had somebody at his station. He should have been down there you know, by Chicote and Janeway or something. And then it would have been in the right position for later. But maybe he was doing performance art and he was the he was symbolizing a a, a babbling brook just meandering maybe. down the maybe. bridge. Okay. All right. We have a quick jump. So they talk to Kip and we jump to the buyer that they're talking about. Yeah. We don't do this on our show very often. This sort of right. jump jump cutty like Oh, yeah. we're talking to Kip, and then suddenly we're talking to the next we guy. We jump up to the husband, yeah. To the husband, we're on the trail, the bu- yeah, yeah. The buyer who knows that he knows it was a mistake to to you know play the, his part in this. Yeah, it was. He says a suggestion to his wife, who's now even left him. Yeah, he said basically, you know, he recommended Gar to the to Kip because he couldn't say no to his wife, and mm-hmm. so she's the one that said you have to. You have to definitely trust Gar. And so guess what? She left him, the husband, with because Gar is who she's truly in love with. So this we we have this very soap opera sort of B storyline here that's very funny though. 
Well, Tuvok says something like, Tuvok goes, well, she must know him very well if you trusted him. Oh, and he goes, yeah, they're uh, friends. Friends. Friends with benefits, basically. So, And then Janeway goes, do you know where we could find her? And he starts crying. (laughs) Yeah. He left me. She left me. So funny. So funny. And And then we jump to her on the view screen. Again, something we never do. Very rarely, right? Very rarely. Jump cut to the wife. She says she ran off with Gar, left the husband. Right. No, but the way she starts off is hilarious. She's like, you're a woman. Telling Janeway that. She's like, you're a woman. You saw my husband with your own eyes, overweight, depressed. You would have left him too, especially if you had met someone as exciting and wonderful as Gar. So that's... I love that just dialogue right there. I really enjoyed it. It was very funny. Yeah. And Janeway's like, yes, he's very exciting, rolling <laughs> her eyes. He's so funny. And then yeah. the the wife is like, wait, you're that's why you're looking for him. You want him for yourself. And she was like, no, 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 no. I, I don't have any. I assure you. <laughs> no yeah. interest. None and, whatsoever. And the wife goes, wait, is he not good enough for you? And Janeway's like, no, no, it's not. It's just. And then she grabs Tuvok's hand. She says, I already have a man. <laughs> I already have a man. And it was the most awkward sort of funny <laughs> yes. Tuvox expression. It, no, totally. Because Tim is standing there so with such erect posture. And his, his hand is just out holding her hand like that. He's not even moving anywhere closer to her, right? He's not showing no emotion, which is, yeah. that's why it's so dangerous. They're an funny. awkward couple. Yes. Very awkward. Oh but the, the wife or the, the ex-wife, the adulterous wife says, uh, <laughs> okay, he's on his way to a gambling tournament. Yeah. And when you see him, tell him to hurry home. Oh, my so, gosh. So we do have that. And then we yeah. cut back to Janeway and Tuvok. They sort of awkwardly let go of hands. It was very <laughs> funny. So good. And she sighs. So I think another one where they let go of the hands. They look at each other. <laughs> then she sighs and like puts her head down. Like she had to, oh, that was painful to have to play. Oh my gosh. Very funny. Loved it. So we go back to the floating hospital. Uh, We're on the red level. We see that Tevis is feeling better. Um, And he says to the doctor, why did I get cytoglobin? Why did I get the medicine? And he asks if the doctor had done anything wrong. Had he broken any rules or anything? The doctor lies. Yeah. He doesn't tell him the truth, but he does say you're going to need several more injections and uh he says he's convinced chelic to recalculate his tc number and mm-hmm. now he's authorized for more cytoglobin yeah and Te- tevis still is like you know there's there's i'm worried because there's other people that are more deserving than me of this yeah. treatment he's tevis is such a good guy he is he's just a good guy so good that he actually offers to help the doctor inject mm-hmm. more people Mm-hmm. We do see that the doctor goes over to Vosge that he's got more cytoglobin down there. Vosge is freaking uh, out. Vosge is like, Vosge what is the out. heck? You stole this? What are you mm-hmm. doing? Huh? Yeah. So, yeah. but Vosge does join in at the end. Vosge he's does. Like, okay, uh, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Vosge does join in and uh, they're going to go finish before they're caught. So yeah. we cut back up to the blue level. Mm-hmm. And this is where Dysic finally is starting to figure it out. Dysic says to the doctor, you know, why are you prescribing all of this unnecessary medication for my right. patients? Right. And then the doctor starts, this is a great sort of turn it, on the it con, is. by he, the way. He flips the, yeah, he flips the table on him right here. The doctor really... flips the table because Dysic's uncovered it, but the yes. doctor says, hey, yeah. you've been very successful, right? You don't yeah. need as many, as much medicine because right. you're doing such a great job. So he's 
playing to his ego. Right. Saying because of that, they're not going to give you as much allocation for next month. You might come up short because of you're doing such a good job. Yeah. And then if you come up short, you're going to fail with less medicine. Your curates are going to go down. Yeah. And if your curates are down, you could get demoted. So yeah, so you might go down to red You level. might go down <laughs> too. So yeah. uh, he says, you know, you should, you know, pad these numbers and get more medicine just to keep, make sure you've got plenty of medicine around. Yeah. And just then Chella comes in, asks if there's a problem. Yeah. And Dysik has an opportunity to turn the doctor in. But you see that moment of decision. Dysik says, no, no problem. He says something at the end, like the doctor is learning this system very well. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yes, he is. We go back down to the red level and the patients are starting to look better. There's more yeah. people up and around. Some are virus free. We learn yeah. the sick people are getting better. Voji even now is like into this. He wants oh, more yeah. medicine diverted. Mm-hmm. The doctor says, Dysik and I have a professional understanding now. I like the doctor's line when, when uh, Voj is, is, you know, at first he didn't want anything to do with this. Now he wants more. Yeah. And the doctor says that feeling when healing someone, it's infectious, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was a clever, oh, yeah. clever was. way to say it. Yeah. Tebus is feeling much better now. He fixes some kind of medical scanner. Yeah, it was like a tricorder, a medical tricorder. He it looked like it. a medical, yeah, yeah. medical tricorder. And he says he wants the doctor, even though he's feeling all better and basically cured, yeah. he wants the doctor to say that he's still sick yeah. so he so can he can stay there. He stay doesn't have down. to go back to the factory or the mine or wherever the heck he's working at. So he yeah. can just be there to assist and learn from the doctor. Yeah. 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 The doctor says, well, I don't want to stay here long enough to you know teach you medicine. I hope I'm gone much sooner than that, but right. you can learn from Vosges. Yeah. We leave that scene. We see... You know, the doctor's assistant seems to be working and his con game seems to be working. Mm-hmm. We go to space, we see Voyager fly by yes. and the crew uh, run some scans. They do find Gar's ship yeah. and his biosignature. Yeah. And Tuvok suggests, um, actually, I think Chakotay may suggest that we drop out a warp and latch onto him really quick, like just fly right up there and drop out just before he can get away. Yeah, because Kim says, should I hail Gar? And Janeway is afraid that he might mm-hmm. try to sneak away. And Chakotay does suggest that. Yeah, let's just sneak Chico- up on him. Let's creep up on him. Sneak up on, up on yeah. him, creep up on him, and then come out of, drop out of warp yeah. just and then in time to bam, tractor him. tractor beam him, yeah. Cool shot, though, when we did that, though, right? It's like nice. Very cool shot. Yeah. I like Janeway's reaction, too, when Chakotay suggests that she's like, I like it. It had like a little extra sauce on it when she did that. I like it. So does that does that count as a JC moment? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think so too. Okay. Okay. Uh, we go to space. We do see this tractor moment. It was very cool. It was. We go back on the bridge. Gar is hailing us and, you know, uh, Janeway demands the doctor be returned. And he mm-hmm. says, I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And we scan the ship. We don't find the doctor on his ship. He says, see, I don't have it. I told you. And he tries to break the the tractor with a feedback pulse. Mm-hmm. And Janeway has just lost patience. And she's yeah. like, beam, just beam, beam him to the brig. Yeah. Um, we should do that him, more often. <laughs> just beam him direct. Don't even fight this guy. Yeah, no. Beam him directly to the brig. Yeah. No compensating Harry. Just beam him right to the brig. Yep. Yeah. Which Harry does. Which Harry does. And by the way, so when we say beam him to the brig right away, it goes back to Gar and he sort of looks over his shoulder, almost as if he hears the 
I don't know. It was like a he weird... hears the beam out. Yeah, like oh, is He's... that a transporter I beam? I hear. hear a beam. I like that though. It was a I weird. Think that's where... It's a weird I choice, but again, oh come on. I felt I'm like gonna... what is he doing? I just didn't understand it. Like nobody's walking. We're not going to his ship. Don't pick on my friend John. <laughs> I don't know. It okay. Was fine. Okay, so we go to the planet hospital at yeah. night now, and this is where it's a different shot from down on the ground yeah. level at night. We do see the windows, and these these <laughs> people have windows. I was very relieved. Yes. And then we're back in the red red level, Yeah. and uh, the doctor sneaks in, and he kind of turns on a light over by Tebas's. He's going to go treat some patients with him, Yeah. and Tebas is gone just an old lady in the bed mm -hmm. and he asked the computer he's like uh locate patient r12 yeah and then Vosge enters we learn that tebis was transferred to level white level white yeah and doctor's like oh is that good like, is, like what is be... level white yeah recovery must... area yeah. recovery and he goes no it's the morgue dun 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 or oh. tebis Gosh darn it. Poor Tavis. He was just a good guy. What do you think of this, Robbie? I mean, R12 is the patient, right? That's what mm -hmm. Tavis was known as. Does that remind you of anything currently on television? R12. No. Stranger Things. 11. That's her patient number. And they call mm. her 11 on the show. Mm. So I'm just wondering if maybe the those brothers that produce and the showrunners of uh, Stranger Things maybe are Star Trek fans. And somehow maybe this episode sort of worked on their subconscious maybe 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 okay. i'll throw that out r12 there. i will say that the b4 whatever the the blue yeah. level patient was a much higher letter and a lower number so oh. i feel like if you're patient a1 yes you're super duper and if you're patient yeah. z1000 you're getting no you're, care at all you're mm, sitting yeah. on the sidewalk outside the hospital yeah okay all right anyway we go to the blue level and the doctor is pissed off. He goes to Chellick, demands an explanation, wants mm. to know why. The death of R12. Yes. Chellick demands an explanation. And uh, Chellick says that Tebas died of an untreated uh, secondary infection. Secondary infection, yeah. He should have died from the chromavirus, but someone gave him cytoglobin injections that they weren't supposed to. Yeah. And Chellick yeah. is like, I know what you're up to. And the doctor gets really emotional here. Yeah. And says, you know, I'm trying to save this boy. And Chellick says, I'm trying to save a society. Yeah. So it's it's that fundamental question of like, you know, is, uh, you know, sacrifice the one for the greater, the great, greater many, or, you know, it's that classic argument. What is the here. argument? How does that go? It's the Borg argument. It is. It's the board. It is. It is. Like, but there's a. We're not getting it right though. I can't. No. I can't remember it, and you can't remember it clearly. So we're no. both like, how does it go? Okay. All right. But it's the idea of like you know, is the greater good more important than the individual? Do the and lives of does the lives of the individual outweigh the lives of the of the few. masses of the yeah? Or like I don't know. We're we're really messing. We are. <laughs> anyway, they have this debate. They have this. You know, ethical uh, debate, ethical debate. Yeah. And Chella says, I was hired to make difficult decisions that other people didn't want to have to make, which is very true. A lot of yeah. times we we, you know, send off the hard decisions, especially medical life and death stuff 
yeah to you know nursing homes or doctor we've you know this, we want to yeah. wash our hands of it and the doctor is is kind of fighting for the individual and right there in the front line so it's a it's a great scene i thought it was really it is well, a good scene well and this whole episode just reminds me of of you know injustice unjust things that happen in our own medical system you know, yeah you know when it comes to insurance and all that so mm-hmm. yeah all right um, but at the end of this debate, Chellick basically tells the doctor that now you are restricted to only level blue and that you're going to be directly connected. Your hollow emitter is going to be connected to the allocator. The and the allocator, allocator will move you around. Yeah. We'll decide what you do and how long you have to do it. And yeah. AI is going to make all the decisions now, just yeah. like Microsoft Bing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the doctor gets sort of transferred over you have six minutes to treat patient b3 i do like that they used a different effect did you notice that like in on terms the, of the on the beam in the, or yeah, whatever the, the minute he's connected to the allocator computer now when he fritzes from one to place to another it looks different than when he yeah. you know fritzes out normally without normally being with connected us. to the uh, allocator yeah with us exactly yeah yeah pretty cool mm-hmm. um we go to the space flyby next and then inside the brig tuvok yeah. is interrogating gar in this scene uh he's not getting very far uh he threatens a mind meld which gar's like what is that yeah tuvok says well it's an invasive very disturbing disturbing procedure (laughs) and uh you better cooperate uh and then neelix pops in yeah it's dinner time yeah. And I love Neelix in this scene. He's very cool. He is. Seems like he's being so helpful. He hands him that bowl of what looks like twigs. It yes. just looks like twigs and just unedible things, essentially. Yes. But not to Gar. Gar, Gar, Gar. It, it's like he's eating beef stroganoff. He's so excited. He's like, mm-hmm. so excited. Yeah. And Neelix is super cool and smooth yeah. about it. And Neelix says something like, I'm glad it wasn't my cooking that made you sick. Because, <laughs> you know... Uh, I felt so bad. Neelix said, until I realized it was just a ruse for you to get close to the doctor. So Neelix kind of, you know, calls it and he doesn't deny it. Yeah. But he says, yeah, I'm glad you like this. I use Talaxian worm worm root as, as the, the base. base. Yeah. Ugh. And he goes, uh, I, he goes, some people react badly. And when they cut to the reaction shot of Gar, I thought I saw his head change color a little bit. And I thought, no, that's just... I don't know. It's just the lighting changed or something when he we adjusted his head or something because they didn't. Mm-hmm. They definitely did not do visual effects for that where he, that made his skin turn a different color a little bit mm-hmm. or darker. I don't think that happened. That was just a, I don't think a lighting so. effect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he does give him the the uh, Talaxian worm root and yeah. uh, it's affecting him. He, you can see it. Yeah. yeah. He explains. Oh, this is gives some people a horrible reaction and it could be very painful abdominal spasms which increase in severity for 30 hours 40 at the most so this is more than a day of pain which gets yeah, worse he's, and worse yeah he's going to be really really sick he realizes <laughs> yeah. and neelix is just cool and collected yeah and then tuvok calls uh sick bay and neelix says oh oh don't you know don't worry mr tuvok uh, it's yeah. not fatal it's just horribly unpleasant um, but he does say there's an antidote and Gar yeah. wants the antidote immediately. And Neelix says, well, unfortunately, uh, our doctor is the only one that can administer it. So you better, you know, 
tell Turn us where he's over, at. Tell yeah. us where he's at. <laughs> and then Neil, and then Tuvok takes Neelix to the side. This is one of those shots where I felt like we went from a two shot of, yeah. of Neelix and Gar yeah. just five feet away yeah. as if they're having a private conversation in right. the same shot. And I was yeah. like, this mm-hmm. should have been shot a little differently. So it felt okay. a little more intimate and separate yes. from Gar. It just yeah. felt felt like they didn't have much time. Yeah. So they were just doing a, the simplest way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it just felt flatly. I made a note, you know. Yeah. It just felt flat all around the, the shots in this brig. Mm-hmm. So this aside, Tuvok is asking Neelix whether he deliberately poisoned Gar. And Neelix is like, no, no, just relax. He's just having gas pains. And Tuvok is like, your actions are are not only against regulations. And then Neelix cuts in, well, didn't I hear someone threaten a mind melt? So they're having this tete a tete. Yeah, they aside. both are trying to con yeah. him and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Tuvok, Tuvok's trying to say, you know, Neelix, you can't do that. You can't poison right. him. And he's like, No, it's just a it's a con. And so right. was your mind meld, you know. He just needs encouragement. He says something like, I think he needs all the encouragement he can get, or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, cute little scene. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they're getting him some information. They're putting the pressure on, on uh, Gar. Right. Then we go to the red level. Yeah. And um, and Doctor Vosges is working on a patient when uh, a nurse informs him that he's got to prepare that patient for discharge. Right. And Vosges, who's now gone to that ethical side with the doctor, is like he's mad. He's mad. He's very angry that you know uh yeah he's he's being asked to discharge a patient and it's not even you know at the end of the shift and his shift is not over yet right so he Uh, says you can discharge him at the end of the shift he's not even over yet so he's mm -hmm. very adamant about this Mm -hmm. new information from chelic yeah then the allocator calls out to Vosge and says report to level blue Mm -hmm. to assist dr dysick in surgery right so we go up to Level blue. Uh, level blue. The doctor is scanning a patient up there, and Vosge enters, and he never saw this level before. <laughs> and know, which is kind of shocking. <laughs> but he's yeah. like, "Whoa, this is how it right. is on level blue." But Vosge goes to talk to the doctor, and the doctor basically says, "Hey, I want you to smuggle my holometer off this blue level." Yeah, you know, and it the was Ale- the doctor who f- actually sent that message. It wasn't Dysic, mm-hmm. so it was a. False, it wasn't Dysic. Yeah, it was a fake message, mm-hmm. and. He has a little kit with some tools. He asks Vosh to smuggle him out. And then suddenly the alligator moves him across the room, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah, it was. I guess there's like 12 patients that are being sent home and will yeah. probably die. Yeah. As the computer is like counting down the time that he's going to be shut down, that the doctor's hollow emitter will be shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, Vosh agrees to take it. Uh, there's like 10 seconds left or something. Yeah, and he's, he takes, yeah, uh, he agrees at the very last second, basically. Yeah, the doctor says, just trust me. And so mm-hmm. he does. He takes the mobile emitter. Okay, so now we go back to level red and there's a boom up at the top of the scene uh, out of black, kind of, it was a good transition. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. give Terry Wendell a thumbs up for that. It was a good. nice camera movement and transition. Chellick basically says to the doctor, you know what, you're, you're just too much trouble and I'm going to have to deactivate you. And just then... The doctor sort of swings him around and injects him with this, this like chromovirus and blood factors from Tebis. So yeah, now the same he's thing Tebis had. He's injected basically turning him into yeah, yeah yeah he's turning him into the same exact situation that Tebis was in, mm-hmm. and uh, and he he basically wants Chellis to experience what these 
sacrificial patients we're experiencing mm -hmm. down below. And yeah. he says, you're now you're going to be a patient in your own hospital. Right. And, uh, he puts him on a bed. The allocator now scans him and thinks that he's Tebas. Right. Because he has the blood factor in there. Mm -hmm. And the doctor demands from Chellis a supply of cytoglobin that's being used as this preventative treatment. He treatment wants to tre denied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Treatment denied. And then we have a, a space flyby. We go uh, onto the bridge. Paris says we're entering orbit. So they're finally getting close to the doctor. Uh, Janeway orders a scan for the doctor. We cut down to the red level. Boge is scanning Chellick and says, you know what? He's dying, basically. Well, the, I mean, the doctor is basically saying that, you know, when we get the cytoglobin that I requested, yep. we'll I be able keep to treat asking everybody, you for... yeah, including Chellick as yeah, well. Yeah, because now you're Chellick. You're part of this, this group that you've been ignoring. Mm -hmm. The people that are dying and getting sick because of your allocator quotients or whatever. You're now one of them. How does right. it feel? Yeah. And, and Chelik, uh, Chelik pleads to Voge. He's like, please, I need the medicine now. And Voge says, I, I only have level red clearance. I, I can't mm -hmm. give it to you. I'm not authorized. And Chelik says, well, find someone who is. Find mm -hmm. someone who is. Now we're on the bridge again. Torres finds the doctor's signature. Voyager finally uh, has found his program, but she can't get a lock on him. Torres can't get a lock because his his program has been interfaced with the ship's, uh, the hospital ship's computer. computer. So mm -hmm. it's being blocked out. And on the bridge, um, the allocation module actually answers when they hail. Yeah, it's the allocator. For the doctor. Yeah. It's the allocator talking to them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who is that? Who did that voice? Did you find the allocator? That? No, I don't oh. know. Okay. I wonder if it was someone in the loop group because I didn't recognize that voice. But Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. But we learned that um, that the allocator can't talk to them because Chellick is the only one that's authorized to communicate with alien species. We're in a catch-22 here. Chellick yeah. is clearly unable to talk to anybody. He's lying on a, on a, a hospital bed right now. Yeah. Uh, so we jump back to level red and Dysik is... Dysik comes in and he says, are we having a problem here? And Chellick is, this is, I love this scene. Chellick is like, Dysik, finally. So he, Chellick feels like he's saved, right? Mm -hmm. And Vosh says like, look, I'm sorry. I, I had to tell him. Um, and Chellick says, well, what are you waiting for? Give me the cytoglobin. And Dysik says like, I don't think I can. And it's, and he's like, what? He's like, well, cytoglobin is not authorized for level red patients. So all that policy that was put in place by Chellick is now operating against him, which is yeah. such a wonderful, you know, everyone's watching this going, yes, a little bit of redemption mm -hmm. here. You know, Dysik keeps saying he doesn't want to break the rules. Uh, and Chellick says, I, I'm the one that made the rules. So he's getting very frustrated. He says, well, then you should be pleased. I held them in such <laughs> high regard. So he's sticking to it. Uh -huh. uh, but we jump out, out of that scene back to the bridge. And Torres says that she cannot transport him without damaging his matrix. Yeah. So Janeway basically sell, tells everybody that we have to go get him. That's what yep. has to happen. So she orders Chakotay. And Chakotay Torres. goes to Torres. Yeah. So yeah. Your, Torres your and Chakotay head down. Mm -hmm. And uh, we go back to level red. Yeah. Basically, Dysik says, uh, you know, he's not he's not uh, conspiring with the doctor, but right. but he does think that the doctor's insights into their system are profound. 
uh, the, that, the whole resources thing. If he doesn't yeah. request enough resources for level blue, right, mm -hmm. that uh, he won't get what he needs the next month. So Chelek mm -hmm. thinks this is ridiculous. He's like, what are you talking about? Um, he doesn't know the doctor essentially conned Dysic at this point. Mm -hmm. So right in the middle of Dysic basically saying, like, the way the rules are set up right now, I have to, you know, game the system a bit and we, we need to change the system. And just then uh, Torres and Chakotay beam in. And the doctor here, this is where he goes, oh, you know what? I'm I'm busy with a patient right now yeah. and turns back. Do we yes. have an agreement? He says. But this, but very importantly, we totally forgot about this. He's the way he works it, he flips it on him again. The doctor says, I know at least a dozen people who should be treated for arterial aging. Saving their lives would just be a side effect. So he's going with the arterial aging thing to transfer these um, uh, these, these allocated resources. It's to almost like on a, on a, like in, in America on your um, health insurance forms. Yeah. It's like when doctors, and we've all been through this where the doctor says, well, if I check off that it's a skin rash, then I can give you this medicine. Like they're all gaming the system. Yes. You know, well, insurance will cover it if I say exactly. that it's this, but yeah, it's like, why don't we just help people instead of creating these systems that people oh have gosh. to have to game? You know, I mean, on... this watching this episode did make you think of our frustrating, frustrating Absolutely. medical system, correct? Health I mean, insurance. Oh my gosh, for sure. Don't get me started. The allocator. Yeah, but they did. Chalik finally does agree to change. You know, to to address this situation. He agrees. They have a deal. Yeah. And uh, then we go to sick bay. There's a space flyby. We go to sick bay. This is Seven's first scene in the episode. No, it's upside down. Unbelievable. Yeah. I can't believe she's it not is been the, in the episode. It's Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. The doctor says, "The whole time I've been away, you've stayed pretty healthy. It looks like." She's like, "Doc, you've only been gone for four days." <laughs> But in his mind, it's just been this epic journey. Yeah, yeah. he's been gone for months. Um, and he's like, well, a lot can happen in four days, you know. <laughs> yeah. But she's fine. And then and then he says, hey, before you leave, could you maybe run a checkup on my program? Mm -hmm. She's like, why? Is there some problem you've experienced? And uh, he says, no, no. But he just wants a routine checkup. You know, uh, he was interfaced with this alien computer. Maybe it's mm -hmm. smart. And Yeah. Um, she does a little checkup and says, no, you're good. Nothing's, everything is a hundred percent. Yeah. And he, and she says, hmm, you seem disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, was he expecting some kind of malfunction or. Yeah. And he and was, <laughs> yes, he, he was, was hoping for it. Cause he said uh, he intentionally poisoned a man. Yeah. He came to clean help. to her right there. I was surprised that, that the character yeah. did that. I was like, okay. yeah. yeah. Cause he injected Chelik with, the you know the virus or the illness mm -hmm. that that could have killed that, him that's right um but he said right. he did it for you know for the greater good to save dozens of patients lives and yeah. that's you know that that didn't feel good to him yeah didn't feel ethically right and it ends and, on that note pretty much right yeah. i mean that's sort of like oh okay i'm not mm -hmm. malfunctioning so i that's why the conundrum came in my haiku because it is sort of like okay so how do you yeah, you deal with this, you know, this is. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't malfunction. She basically says that's what in my my mind, I thought she says you have a clean bill of health in the end. I felt like what she's saying is 
that was the right thing to do. There's oh, so she's wrong. absolving him? You felt like I she was absolving so. him. A little okay. bit of like, okay. yeah, you, there's nothing wrong with you. Oh, what you right. did was the right thing. I didn't thing hear it that way, but okay. I can see I can see where you um I can see the other side of the coin now. Yeah. What do you rate this thing? I enjoyed this episode actually. Is mm -hmm. you know, I may I have can't some complaints wait to hear this about number. I want yeah, go. I am gonna give this a seven point five. Oh nice. Yeah, it's not a it's not a rave. It's not one of my top tens, but it's solid, solid yeah. episode. And I'd never seen it before. Didn't remember anything yeah. about it. So seven point five. I will join you in the sevens, and I'm going to say seven point four. I'll go one less than you, just okay. a little bit, but I'm ballpark with you. I'm okay. your neighbor. All right, let's bring up, pulling up the captains and admirals average rating is yeah. 7.6 oh we were closer we're in the yeah we're all neighbors than we're almost right we've ever been been uh, yeah that's wonderful as uh both of us together you and yeah. i were both very close mm -hmm. and captains and the captain and admiral average was very close too what was your lesson my lesson i i basically wrote down sometimes you have to break the rules for a higher moral value, something that is more important than, than the rules. The rules mm -hmm. usually keep us all in line and on track, but not always. Sometimes we have to step outside of them. So okay. what about you? Mine's going to be more along the lines of don't let bureaucratic red tape get you down mm -hmm. because it happens in almost every part of life <laughs> in mm -hmm. some way, shape, or form. So, mm -hmm. Well, there you go. A good episode, a solid seven-something yeah. for and, all and of us. Honestly, I thought you were going to trash it. I did. Oh, really? And you didn't. So no. I'm actually excited that you didn't yeah. trash it. No, you... I didn't. I thought the actors were really yeah. good. Um, it sort of involved all of us a little bit, mostly in a B story, but yeah, you know, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't just one of our characters hanging out on a planet with one other character. Those are the ones where I feel Correct. it's so small. This was the doctor inter interacting with a lot of interesting characters in that, mm -hmm. that world felt fully fleshed out in a way that I didn't miss the fact that we, we didn't have a ton of uh, screen time for our character. Yeah. But Jane, Janeway was hilarious to me. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to our yes. recap and discussion of the episode Critical Care. And join us next week when Robbie and I will be recapping and discussing the season seven episode Inside Man. Yes. We'll see you then.